You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Welcome to a special edition of Legends Live as presented by the National Basketball Retired Players Association, the home of our NBA and WNBA legends. I'd like to remind all our viewers, you can submit your questions during the chat and we will get to those before we wrap up. Without any further ado, you can already see our special guest here. We've got Morehouse Man, University of Illinois graduate and the president of the National Basketball Retired Players Association. We got Scott Rochelle with us. Scott, thank you for joining us. Man, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Of course. How are you? First things first. Uh, you know, I'm well. I'm not going to complain at all. Um, I'm healthy, keeping busy, and, uh, you know, try, trying to finish out this year like everybody else. Yeah, like at all. Like just trying right. to finish it at all. For sure. I guess the hottest thing going on right now, like before the start of the NBA season, is Giannis is staying. Yeah. Just as a, just as a fan, how do you – how do you feel about that? I know some wanted him to go a bigger market, bigger stars. How do you feel about it? No, as a fan, I love it. I absolutely love it. You know what? He 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 used the term loyalty when he spoke about why he was staying. And that's important. You know, in the NBA I grew up with, the star players were in one market. They may have had a couple a year or two at some obscure market at the end of their career, but they stayed there and they became the identity and the identity was around them. Right. And they worked like hell to try and get a championship. And, you know, Giannis, what Giannis did is basically taking us back to that. I love it. It's rare. But again, you know, he believes in that team. The team believes in him. Add Drew Holiday. Come on, man. Let, 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 let's try and make something happen here. And again, for a small market, it's rare, but I'm, I really do love it. The thing I, I like, because I feel like going into this, we kept hearing, you know, Giannis, he doesn't work out with other people. He doesn't do that friend stuff. He's loyal to him. And I feel like we heard that with different guys and then they all leave, not to fault them for leaving. But right. he said it pretty much said it the whole time. Like, this is where I want to be. He talked mm -hmm. about like, I've started a family here. He's got like significant other children. His, his I think his mother and brothers are there. So if yeah. that's home, it's home. And like they are trying, like you said, Drew Holiday, they are trying and keeping a pretty good team around him. Yeah, and you couldn't even fault him if he left, but you got to love the fact that he stayed. And, you know, we need competition across the NBA. You know, I, I saw today that the Lakers are the by far favorite. Yeah, that's boring. Come on. We, yeah. we, we, know, we know they're good. We know they've got, you know, two two great players, and then they, they filled in the roster with other players. But if you want us to watch, let's put some competition out there. Let, let's build up some other teams that are going to give them – some sort of competition. So, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big competition guy. I, I, I don't want to know who's going to win the championship before the season starts, unless it's the Bulls. That's fair. I, I think we know that's not going to happen. So uh, not not this year, at least. Not this no, year. You know what? Eventually, you know, everything goes in cycles. The Bulls may come back. It will not be this year. But when they do come back, we can we can count on them every time. Yeah. Once they get there, they're like they're in it to win it. They just got to get in it. That's <laughs> the, the getting in it part. Uh so what do you make of the uh, like James Harden? First, uh, I guess it like him 
delaying his comeback to the rest of the team and the comeback? Like, like how does it, I guess, what image does that show? Like, from you don't want that from a superstar guy, but he's unhappy. Now, you know what? You, you want your superstars to be happy. If they're not happy and they're not contributing, they don't make your team better. They're not superstars, right? And so with him, you know, I think there have been rumblings and people have assumed certain things about the situation there. It's all coming to light now. But I think it's coming to light because everyone has more access than they've ever had. I think, you know, this problem he's having isn't a new problem for, for star players. Everyone's been unhappy somewhere. Everyone's had issues. But this, the access – the, you know, the peak behind the scenes, locker room leaks, like oh, that drives me crazy. I cannot stand when something comes out of the locker room. The locker room lost all of its, its, its you know, confidentiality and luster and, you know, what, what it really means to have a locker room. So, you know, do I think he's doing something out of the ordinary? No, I think it's um, getting more eyeballs. And I think that he has created this narrative because he's played the villain because of the style of play he has. If, if this was any other player with a different style of play, we may have a different conversation. Um, I, I heard, I've heard a couple of people talk about it this week where they say, look, you be the diva you want to be off the court when it comes to the on-court product. Don't mess that up. Hmm. He hasn't quite done that yet. So I'm, I'm going to wait and see. Look, if, if we see the, the on-court product change and he's not getting, you know, 35 a night and he, he's not producing for the team, then we have a real conversation there. But I think right now what it is is preseason – People are bored. People need something to talk about. They need to make it more than it may be. Um, and look, you know, he has a business decision to make. He's, he's asked for a trade. It's not it, it's it's, you know, Russ got out. Clearly, there's something happening in, in Houston. You know, I'd love for him to stay there because I want my man Steven Silas to be successful. Uh, shout out Steven Silas. He's a former executive director of the MBRP. Uh, he's a former assistant executive director of the MBRPA. Um, you know, overall good dude. He doesn't deserve all this drama. Um, let, let him day on the job. Let, let, let him play. Let him get started. Let, let, let's see what happens there. Um, you know, we all need storylines. And I think James Harden just makes for a really good one for a number of reasons. Now, you mentioned the competition earlier. Mm-hmm. Like for competition's sake, where would you like to see Harden go? Because he could he could stay all 82 or 72 games this year in Houston. They're probably not a title contender. But if he gets right. over to Brooklyn, to Philly, to one of these these teams we hear in the mix for him. Mm-hmm. What, what do you make of that? I, I would like I, I like the Philly. You know, I, I don't like Brooklyn because I, I want to see what Brooklyn does with the team they have. Mm. You know, they, they put together something solid there. I, w- I want to see how Nash can coach them up. That that's a very interesting situation. First time coach who's just a legendary player, really basketball savvy guy. You've got you know Durant, Kyrie. They've been dying to play together for a while. We've been waiting to see them play together. I, I don't want to mess that up. I, let, let's let that play out. Um, but Philly has a, a different situation where they need to put together a new nucleus and a new team that's going to uh, hopefully get back to the, the contending level they were at a few years back. Um, so that, 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 that's why I would prefer him to be. You know, obviously, you know, business is going to be the business. But uh, from a fan standpoint, which I, I like to put myself in the fan position every once in a while, you know, I would love to see there would be some real battles out there. So as a fan, would you if you were a Philly fan and they said, listen, it's it's Simmons or bust like Simmons picks whatever it takes to make it deal. Uh, but it's Simmons. Would you give up Simmons for Harden? No. And I, I say that because if I'm a Philly fan, I'm, I'm still trying to ride with the process. Right. I mean, that, that's you got a- to by now. Yeah. 
the process, it, it almost worked. And it's still, uh, you know, it's still going. They're still trying to put pieces together. Um, I, I, I just like Bill. I, 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 I like Simmons out there. I, re- I just really do. I, I, I like what's been built. I like what's been um, envisioned with him, his growth. I, I, I don't see that happening in Houston. Hmm. I could, I kind of want to see Simmons with his own team, kind of not – not even ha- doesn't have to be Houston, but it would be not like Steven Silas goes from he was assistant coach in Dallas where he coached up uh, Luke on offense, takes the job with Harden and then gets Simmons like that. It's worse. It's worse ways to start out your, your first gig. No, that, that's true. It, it's true. I, I think, you know, I, I'm just a traditionalist, man. You know, I, I actually really love those old Philly teams. I, I really love seeing yeah, JJ and those guys. I, I believed in that team. I really did. I spent a lot of time out there. Uh, you know, Elton Brand is is out there w- working with them, and we've done a lot of great work with the with the Sixers. And so, you know, I just believed in what that was going to be. And you know, it, it's like when uh, when Derrick Rose went down in Chicago, we were like, all right, Derrick's gone, but let's see what the rest of these guys can put together and keep it going. Right. It didn't didn't pan out to anything, but you still want to believe, right? And I think that's they're still in the process. As long as you haven't beaten Simmons, you're in the process. Once you, if you make a decision on one of those guys, that feels like okay, the process didn't work. Yeah, and you better we're we're moving to the next. You you want to feel something more than just wins and losses. You want to feel like you're a part of something. Like no stadium gets louder than Philly. I mean, they haven't had a championship since the you know what the seventies, but. They still get loud there. They still believe in those guys. They still want those guys to succeed. And I, I think that matters. Does it? Does the success matter more, or the like the the chemistry? I guess because it's. I think. I mean, as great as Simmons is, I mean, I think he's seven years younger. He signed for longer. He defends like tremendous talent. Right. If they have James Harden and Embiid right now, these next two three years, that's a championship contender. Like a legit championship, and Simmons, I think they can get there. Yeah, but there we've just seen that there are no windows. Like we can't bank on Simmons and Embiid for ten years, same way we couldn't bank on Russ, KD, Harden, Penny, and Shaq, anybody. So I would be. I think if push came to shove, I would do the deal just because I think I can win a championship these next couple years. But I would. I hate myself for like the next eight years. It would have (laughs) you. You got to get at least one. Because every right. single all defense team, every single triple double Simmons makes, it's like, oh man, wasted. Yeah. Let me ask you. Uh, no, go ahead. No, I was saying absolutely wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I, something that's been coming up a lot, just with different teams, is like team culture, mm-hmm. like and what like different team cultures are, and it's like, is is Daryl Morey going to bring you know his culture to Philly? Was James Harden the culture all along? Like Miami gets to talk about a lot of culture, Spurs culture. And the more I think about it, I'm I think the culture is just getting good talent. That feels like a, a decent part of the culture. Yeah. You know, I, I think culture is led by players. It's it's led by veteran voices, strong voices, people who've been there before. You look at Udonis Haslam in Miami. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's culture. Miami's got culture because they've got Longo morning, yeah strength you know Karan Butler went back to coach there that that's culture that's that's player driven culture I, I I don't I can't I can't see a GM or a president and putting culture together for a team it really has to emanate from the players now uh, the you know a coach like Popovich can put his expectation out there but let's look at the Spurs culture that was that was it was basically executed by really great players who understood and bought into it 
So, um, you know, we we can talk about, you know, executives all day long, but I'm I'm a player person, man. You know, the players, the players are the ones who make it, who decide to give in and really commit and make it work and keep it and keep each other accountable. Hmm. Okay, you brought up your Bulls earlier. What uh, what are we thinking the Bulls do this year? New coach, new GM, pretty much the same players. But what uh, what are the expectations for the Bulls? There, in, I'll be honest with you, there, there aren't much. Um, I think that what we've seen now is a lineup that basically, <laughs> you know, that we're going to put the lineup together and give them a couple of years to develop. Um, yeah. You know, the young guys are out there. Um, they're they're, they're going to start from scratch. I, I have, look, I have so much, uh, you know, faith in the new team that's coming in now, um, the new management team that's coming in to show us something. And they don't work with the best with what they have. I like the draft picks. I, you know, I, I like. The young guys, you know, I, I think Kobe is a tr- tremendous talent. He's done really well. Um, well, he, he did really well under the old coach's system. Mm-hmm. I think with a better system, he's going to do. He's going to be tremendous. Um, so, you know, we want to see it develop, but it's going to take a couple of years, and you know, it's going to be rough. But we're going to see them gel as a team. Again, it, it's going to come down to the players, you know, committing to being the guys. And, you know, we got, we've got some some years to do that because I think that when you change over with the coaching staff and you really um, do a rebuild like that, especially in a place like Chicago, look, we're in no rush. We haven't we haven't been competitive in a very long time when it comes to, you know, NBA competitiveness, right? right. So, you know, make it work, do it right. We don't want to try and do it again. Right. Okay. Counterpoint. Mm. Why don't they trade everything for James Harden? Oh God! Come on, man! You, 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 and this James Harden. Come on, you're killing me here. Listen, I want more good teams in the East. That's really all I want. I just want <laughs> more good teams in the East. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of a seven seed with 39 wins. I want superstars. I think Jimmy Butler had the right idea. Right, East and West and East and he stayed East. Like I like that. Durant came back East. You know, I'm I'm looking for the East to be competitive as well. I see, but I believe that the East is competitive. I'm looking at Miami. I'm loving what they're doing down there. Uh, you know, people have said that they got to the finals because of the bubble situation alone. You know, that's a chip on their shoulder now. Now they got to prove it. Now they got to come back and do it again. I think they're going to do it. I, I love watching Jimmy Butler play. Wish we could have made something happen when he was here in Chicago because he embodied what we wanted out of that team, that toughness, that grit, that, you know, we're just going to ball no matter what. Homegrown guy. Yeah, you know, it's just it was it was a good fit for us. And so, you know, when you see a guy like that and really give it up for the city, you follow that person. So, you know, Jimmy's got a bad rap in a couple places he went. But I think after after a while, you start to figure out, yeah, I don't think it was Jimmy. I think it right. was the fact that people didn't want to rise to the level that he was more willing to go to right. with a real old school tenacity and a focus on just getting the job done. Yeah. And I the thing like you mentioned i can see how that would be you know hard to play with or build around or whatever but you kind of see the alternative like the teams that he left haven't really been doing that much better with it. like maybe you do need some of that like the timberwolves made the playoffs with them haven't done anything since bulls haven't made the playoffs since uh philly went out in the first round last year while jimmy butler went to the finals so it it feels like maybe that is the culture like he's bringing part of that culture like hey i expect a b and c Find yeah. me teammates that can give me A, B, and C. Yeah, I mean he's still he he he's there to win. Hmm. He's go, he's going to put the effort in to get there to win. Does everybody in the league want to win the way he wants to win? No, I mean you know he, I, I I don't want to make a comparison here, but you know 
Michael Jordan said it. He was like, if you don't play the way I'm going to play, then that's cool. But let's do that over there. Right. We'll be over here. Or, you, or you'll be miserable until you're not here anymore. Right. Um, I look at that Miami team. That Miami team, in some people's eyes and sometimes my eyes, had no business in the finals. The fact that they got there shows me that those guys bought into what Jimmy was saying, rose the talent level up, put the effort in, and got there. Uh, that's rare in this league. There's, there's talent everywhere, but that 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 X factor to get there and just to fight through, come on, man. That 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 that's rare, and, and that's what we need more of. And I think we got that in the East again. Brooklyn's going to be something. I, I, I'm excited to watch that happen. And you know, you got teams like New York that are always going to, you know, New York and, and Chicago will be this, on the same pattern for for a long time now. That's um, not the company you want to keep. No, as, it, a, as a Bulls fan, that's not the. Um... It's rough because, you know, they're major markets and, you know, we're trying to try to get things back. But, you know, it is what it is. We have to accept the fact that there's some new teams out there. There's some there's some new contenders and people out there. We just got to get behind them and and, and you know, believe the new reality of what we have in the league. You know, I run the Knicks fans all the time and, you know, they, they still believe. And I was like, man, look, I, I don't I just don't know. It, it may be better for your, your physical mental health just to you know, take a year <laughs> off. They're the most optimistic fans, NBA fans, with no reason for the optimism I know. Absolutely not. I can Absolutely. respect it, though. I can respect the delusion. Like, they, they're fully sold in on the bit. So I, oh, I, sure. I can get with that. Yeah. So you got the East as competitive. Who do you think is coming out? Like, you think it's Brooklyn? You think it's Miami again? Uh, Boston? Haven't even mentioned them. Milwaukee, like you said, made some changes. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I'm ride with Miami again. Okay. You know, once once you figure out once you figure out what it takes to get there, and you have a taste for it, I feel like those guys are going to do what it takes to get there. They're, they're going to continue to build, to grow, and that hunger is going to be important for them. I think it's going to take it's going to take Brooklyn a couple of years. You don't just put a team together and then get straight to the finals and win a championship. I mean, even LeBron had to. You know, every time he he moves around somewhere, it takes him a couple of years to get that team. Yeah, at least one lump. Yeah. Yeah, the trophy room, right? You know, he, he may he may make the finals, but you win once you have the time to gel and put a real team together and a team mentality together and a culture. Hmm. And I, I, they haven't been getting treated fairly. Like, as you mentioned, people are saying it's like a fluke or whatever. Yeah. And the way they ran through those teams, that's why it's like they, they swept the Pacers. They smacked the Bucks in the mouth. That was five, a gentleman's sweep and beat the Celtics in six, I believe. So none of they weren't shooting 80% from three, getting lots of fluke shots. They were just going out and whooping teams. So I don't they think – I, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see them back in the finals. I lean, As of right now, I lean toward Milwaukee. I lean toward it just being their year. Yeah. Because, as you mentioned, like the old and debt, you just – you kind of take your lumps. And if you look at Giannis's career, that's kind of just what he's did. Like they didn't make the playoffs for a while. We're getting put out in the first round. Then they were dominant – they lost in the conference finals to the champion, but they had last year was their setback. For like every team has like that one we should have won and we didn't. Yeah. So how they bounce back from that? I think I go Milwaukee out east. Uh, who, who do you have coming out of the West? You, you know who's coming out the West, man. Come on now. You you know the Nuggets? No. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say it, I, it feels obvious Lakers, but last yeah. year I thought it was obviously Lakers, and the Clippers got. A lot, I mean, rightfully so, but I just haven't heard any Clippers hype this year from a lot of the people that were like, oh, it's easily the Clippers. If, if you're the Clippers, you have to get better mm-hmm. from what you had last year. Last year wasn't enough, clearly. Yeah. You have to get better in the offseason. And 
I think people were waiting for some sort of splash, something to change, and not much has changed. It actually actually lost pieces. And so it's hard, it's hard to look at the Clippers and see them as a contender anymore. It looked good on paper, man. Look, a couple summers ago, you know, they, they put that team together. Everybody, oh, man, LeBron's right. Yeah. LA. He went to L.A. wasting his time. <laughs> no, no, some no. people were saying it was a Clippers town. I didn't say that, but some were saying that it yeah. was a Clippers town. There were a lot of people saying it was a Clippers town. I think they did that just to be contrary, just to just because they hate LeBron so much, and they just didn't want to see what he was putting together right. uh, work out really right. well. And, and so then here we go again with another uh, another championship season for them, raising the trophy, and now Lakers fans everywhere. I, I'm finding Lakers fans all over the place. It's like, where y'all been the past few years? I was gonna say y'all like they come out and they've got like the old Lakers, like the old Kobe jerseys. The old, so you know they fans are just like, I just haven't seen you, and it's good to see you. Like it's been seven, eight years. Good to right. Good to have you back amongst us. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, Phil, New Haven, Connecticut. Look at you in your Lakers jersey. Like, <laughs> oh, look at stop. stop. He was there for Slava Medvedenko. Okay. All right. Okay. So, who's a, give me a sleeper out west then. Lakers are the favorite. That's boring. Give me, who's a sleeper team? Who's somebody that, if they came out of the west, you would not be like totally surprised? Portland. Ooh, okay. Why Portland? So, I, you know, I like storylines. I, you know, first of all, I, I love what Dame does. Dame is a Dame's been the underdog. He's been overlooked. He's been playing like a madman his entire career. People are finally starting to see him. You know, Steph went down. And, you know, Dame stepped up and said, "Look, this is you know, I, I'm I, I'm the guard out out this way." Sure. And you know, I think in the bubble we he showed what he was worth. You add that, you you take Melo, and look, you know, who who can't like Melo and what he's done to come well, back and really turn into a different kind of player. You know, he was never a bad player. He was going into systems where I, I think it was twofold. I think the systems didn't work for him, but his mentality didn't work. Right. You humbled a little bit. You come back, you figure it out, you start playing. It's like, all right, he's back. He's still here. He's doing well. You love that story. If you, if you love basketball, you love the Carmelo story because the adjustments were made. He's back. He, he's contributing to a team. I'm, I'm pulling for that team. I, I really like them. Uh, that's a good one. I'll, I leaned in. I guess it, it's not even really a sleeper, but I just Denver, another one, just kind of building, just chugging along. They're really young, just adding Michael Porter Jr., who if he just if they just unleash him this year, there's no telling what he's going to do because he's looked scary good. Yeah. In the I, I that's why I didn't use him as a sleeper. Right now, they're, they're yeah. going to be more competitive, but they're not a sleeper because yeah, we, we, know, we know they're good. Right. Yeah. The thing, I mean, some of the player culture, I think Dame said – that perfectly like you like you mentioned the player sets the culture he sets it like he comes in he talks his talk but he walks his walk for he, sure like, he will release a rap song he'll also send you home in the playoffs like it <laughs> and if you're gonna talk the talk you get to walk the walk yeah and players follow that right players want to see somebody out there who's doing that i mean right. if, you, if you if you put that effort in and 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 you especially for a little guy right for, for the guard I mean, when you see a guard that's killing like that and just has their heart Everyone has to follow through. Everyone has to step up and, and be that player on the team. So, you know, we need more of that in the league. And my, mm. my, my personal opinion, we need more people. You know, I want to I want to see Isaiah Thomas get back in here and, and mix it up. You know, he was that perfect kind of player where little guy, big heart play, you know, got things done yeah. out in Boston. And, you know, obviously the injuries were tough, but he embodied that. Everyone wanted to fight harder because the littlest guy on the court was fighting the hardest. Yeah. So we got a question here from Hawkman seventy seven ninety five says, "Who's more likely to win MVP, Steph or Dame?" 
dang, I, I, I love Steph Curry. I love the the player he became. You know, he was he was too small. He couldn't make his own shots coming out of college. All the scouting report, he proved everybody wrong. It's Dame's time. It really is. And I, I think if the voters see the work he's done and the and the the growth and the ability to lead a team, I think it's it, it's his time. Uh, Steph's going to have to get back into the swing of things. He's going to have to play without Clay. He's got he's he's got a different team. We, who knows what's going to happen in Golden State? I mean, he's he's not going to have the dominance um, around him in the the structure that he's accustomed to. I think Dame is primed primed to to win MVP before anyone else right now because of the the work he's been putting in, the momentum, and the storyline of people been, have been seeing that. And it works for the league. It works for the fans. I think hopefully it works for the sports writers. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's the big one. We'll see because I, it almost feels like with who lost MVP last year, I feel like I know who's going to win it next year. And it's never a bad idea to give it to LeBron. Like I don't, he could have ten, but as you mentioned, you you do got to have some part of the grasp of the media. Do you like? Is, is that fair? Is it fair for that to go into MVP consideration? Do you think? Absolutely not. Hmm. Absolutely not. You know, I, I every year there are questionable decisions and there are things that are that happen on the media hmm. side, and you wonder, like, do these guys actually watch games? Right. Are they have they actually ever bounced a basketball? I know that's a controversial take. You know, do you have to be a basketball player to know basketball? No. As a basketball player, are you better equipped to be able to judge these things and see? Yes. I've always felt that. I've always felt that uh, players should have more of a voice in these type of things because they know that they know who they don't want to face. Right. You know, they they know they know who's going to give them buckets. They know who right. they don't want to. You know, saying they 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 know on the nights when they have to get a little more sleep to, to show up for a guy. Those little X factors, those things matter. It matters a lot more than someone sitting around taking analytics and and trying to figure out. Okay, well, you know, on 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 colder days, his his shot fall, falls a little more from the like, left wing. Yeah. Why are we still talking analytics in basketball? You know, take <laughs> over baseball. Right. Let's see, got a question. Uh, I guess not even a question. Uh, a demand from Kenneth McReynolds. He says, Scott, can I get a hoodie like the one you have on? Shout out Kenny Reynolds. Kenny Reynolds is my mentor, man. Kenny is a good dude. Kenny, Kenny helped me get into this sports game. He's been instrumental my whole life. And for that reason, if we can find one small enough for you, Kenny, I got you. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see what we can do. We'll get the one headed your way, Kenny. Yeah. Let's see. We've got a couple questions rolling in here now. One from Carrie Williams, 83. Carrie says, Hey Scott, you get Barkley and Reggie Miller in the game. Uh now that they're part of the NBRPA, I think they're alluding to the, the yeah. 2K uh, issue. Can you yeah talk about that for a minute, if you will? Oh, I, absolutely. Um, so, you know, we, we have a great deal with the NBA and, and as such, NBA 2K is a licensing partner and they, they support us. And, you know, we've been working with them for tens, you know, 10, 20 years now, just getting all the players, all the former players you see in the game. You know, it, it's a great relationship. We've got players coming in every year who are new to the game. We're, we're doing our best to get players in every once in a while. You get a couple guys who, um, you know, are part of the association. They support us. They do all the work and, you know, and they, they get with us, but they may have a, a business reason why they want to hold out or try to figure out their own deal. And, uh, you know, he mentioned um, Barkley and Reggie Miller. I'll take them separately. You know, Barkley was on this show a few weeks ago. Barkley is all about the NBRPA. 
he's made his demands. He's like, look, I need I need a million dollars to come to NBRPA. Look, Ronnie 2K, if you're watching this right now. Come on, Ronnie. Let's talk. Come on, Ronnie. No, you know, I, I give Ronnie a hard time. But the reality is that Ronnie and those guys, they support us like crazy. You know, we we get so much support from 2K and, and all the things that we do, whether, whether it's our community events, all those type of things. But Charles has his position. We're still working through it, Carrie. I mean, you know, we're, we're working through it. We're talking. We're trying to get this thing done. The first step was getting Barkley in as in his membership up to date. He's done that. He's with us now. Reggie Miller has his own reasons. Reggie Miller has, you know, his own business reasons as to how he wants to do his own deal. That, that That's up to him. Um, I will say this for the other thousand players we have in the in the licensing program. It's working well. Everyone's really um, seeing the growth in the in the revenue that comes in from it. And look, it's so nice to have the players featured in this game. I mean, I I run exclusively with the 96 Bulls. I mean, that's that's, oh, it. that's cheating, man. No, it's not cheating. Man. It's nostalgic for me. But, you know, shout out to everybody else who plays the game because y'all supporting retired players. You're supporting everybody who's trying to, you know, transition out of the game and keep things going and all the work that we're doing. So, um, you know, to the 2K bros out there, shout out to you. You're, you're the reason why we're able to do what we do. Let's see what else we got here. Got one from Nee Ofori. Hope I said that right, Nee. Uh, do you think the NBA will be able to replicate the competitive feeling? of the 2020 all-star game. You know, I think that that format has to stay that that format was amazing. The players got after it. Everybody was, you know, nobody left early. I'll tell you the all-star game has traditionally been the most, the, the least watched game I've ever been to. And, and, you know, physically in person, mm-hmm. you know, you, you want to go to the, you know, the, the concession stand, you want to hang out at the bar, you want to see who's there, right. hang out, you know, every, everybody. The fourth quarter. All the whole way through. It was intense. Um, you know, I really give the credit to the NBA for fixing that because I think it was good. It was getting to a point where the game was becoming a joke. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of us were there because of work and work only. But uh, <laughs> now that everyone's tuning in, I think that's here to stay. Now, are they I'd heard talk. I don't know if anything's official. Are they doing an all star game this year? I know they're not doing like open to public everything, but are they I figure they'll still like announce it. People will get the accolades. It'll be on their. Right, right. You know, right. Your, your basketball reference page, but there will be no gathering, I imagine. No, there, there's no scheduled game. Uh, there's a five day break for the players. They'll be able to recharge their batteries. You know, we'll, we'll do some stuff. We'll do some activations and different digital things. And the NBA will as well. But I think they've, they've figured let's just get through 2021 season. Keep everybody safe. Come back 2022 and get back on schedule. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Next one we have here. From Yorobi. What's up, Yorobi? Uh, it says, with Giannis off the board, who is the next guy teams like the Warriors and Dallas should go after to pair with their stars? Man, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll fully admit right now that I, I don't have an answer to that. I think everyone I think everyone's just watching Harden right now. I mean, basically <laughs> trying to figure out what happens there. But yeah. after that, I think I don't think anyone has too much of a um, an appetite to see too, too much more movement. But um you know, I admittedly, I can't think of anybody. I think I think Harden Harden is the last piece that people are paying attention to. Yeah, I, it kind of tr- uh, shifts. Like it was Bradley Beal for a while, then he was like, I, "I'm good. He's good in Washington for now." It moved on to Gian- Yeah, exactly. It moved on to Giannis. Giannis got the money too. Now yeah. it's all Harden. So we'll see after after that. I will say, I just want to put this in the universe to be messy. Uh, Let's go. 
I think Golden State will have a little cap room yet, and Kawhi hasn't re-signed with the Clippers yet. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just that saying. That to work. Yeah. But, like, you know, they, bro, it's a long right way from San Diego up to Oakland now. It's a long drive. It's a long drive. But if they're willing to hold up practice like the Clippers are to make sure that he gets the, the 94 Yukon uh, up the road, then yeah. I think it could work. I put it with you know you know you you adjust around your superstars right? I, uh, the Clippers did not. It appears the the Clippers did not adjust around their superstars. Well, if you ask PG, there was no adjustment made at all. But you know, <laughs> Paul George was just there to have fun and make friends, and I think Paul George had a great season by those two measurements and only those two measurements. No, the brother had a better off season. I'll put it that way. His agent had the better off season. Oh, that's the one thing I wanted to ask you. Hey, what's up? If, if you are and I, we'll get to uh, C-Mag just a minute. Uh, I won't forget about you. As a uh, legal person, does Paul George really need an agent? No. No, you know what? I'll, this this has been – it's been on my head and my heart for a long time right now. Max players are max players. There's no I'm, negotiation. You know, agent's going to get mad at me for hearing this, but if you got a max player – as an agent, I, I don't care who you are. I can negotiate max contracts. Right. Uh, you know, and this is, you know, it's, it's similar to the NFL. The NFL has a system where where you're drafted is where you're slotted. There's really no negotiation on the front end. So when guys come in and they don't have an agent, but they get drafted, the agent's not going to change that money. The second contract where the money comes in. In the NBA, where it's a little different, look, you know, the agents do the work for the players who are out of that top, that top percentage. Look, if you can get a mid-level guy a really good deal, then you've done your work as an agent. But I'm sorry. If you have a max contract – and we all know who max contract guys are. There's no secret to it. So you basically go in you, – you basically walk in and say, all right, you know, at what point will you send, give me my max to sign? Right. It's really – how many years do you want? Like the, the money will be the max. Do you want to be a free agent next year? Do you want to be a free agent in five years? Like that's really yeah. the discussion. Yeah. And, and the players, the players control it. The players have so much power in the NBA. They, they're able to make that, uh, you know, that decision on their own. Now, is it enough money where you don't mind giving your agent, you know, a percentage? Probably. But, you know, let, let, let's not kid ourselves. No one's negotiating max contracts. The max is the max. <laughs> and that's what got me. Yes. It was just multiple people saying yesterday because I, was, I thought, OK, if I'm Giannis's agent, I'm not saying he don't deserve commission or whatever. But he can't get four percent of two hundred and thirty million, and a guy that's getting, you know, he's got a, a player that went overseas, had a couple of ten days, and he got him a spot like on the Lakers bench. That guy deserved like twenty percent, man. That's work. Deserved, yeah, that is work. Giannis <laughs> getting the super max was ba- him just handing Giannis the pen. I feel like that was the, the extent of his work as an agent. Now the folks, folks got pretty upset with you yesterday on that. They didn't uh, like that. <laughs> I it's I I don't get it at all. It, it's a bunch of I got a lot of people saying, you know, well, it allows you know him to focus a hundred percent on basketball. It keeps the feelings out. And I was like, you think agents keep the feelings out of basketball? Not at all. It's like they find endorsements. I, I don't know how Nike would have ever found Giannis without his agent. So <laughs> no, you know what? Let, 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 let's separate it. You've got your marketing agents, then you've got your NBA player agents. And people don't understand mm, that. Okay. You know, your marketing agent, that person could do some work. So that, there, there's some work that comes in on that. On If you're just an NBA player agent and you got the max guy, 
you know, you the work came in getting that guy to sign with you. Right. That's your work's work. done. The work, but that and that's that's crazy work in its own right. Absolutely. Once that guy signs with you, good. Um, but you know, I, I wanted to jump in there yesterday with you on Twitter, but you know, see the way my job is set up. Um listen, it, it was for the best. They they were getting very upset. I, a lot of agents follow me or NBA players follow me, it appears, but yeah. Agent I mean, Hive. Yeah, you know, I want to get spicy sometimes, but I have to remember, like, oh, you don't want to up on you because it's easy to get fired up on on Twitter because it's so there's so much that's thrown out there that just makes no sense at all. Zero. And you just want to say, man, I I know better, so I could just help you out here, but then it just spins out into something else, and you know, eventually I'm gonna have I'll be held accountable for my tweets. You will too, but it'll be a whole different conversation. <laughs> A, a bridge will cross to uh, when we get to it. Yeah, yeah. for now, for now, living's good. Yeah, exactly. Let's see, I find C Mag's question. There we go. C Magnuson thirty five says, "What was the single best off season move?" I say, I say, Drew Holiday um, is the best move because it, it it solidifies what Milwaukee needed to do in order to get over the hump. I think if they get over the hump, it's because of the Drew Holiday addition, honestly. I like that's a good one. I think I'll go. I like I like the Chris Paul move. I really like from a Suns team that's like pushing and pushing, still really young, and they were like, "Listen, like not only can we upgrade a point guard, we can get one of the best of all time, still playing All Star ball, yeah. went all in." So I I like that move. Uh, that's I, probably my my vote. I gotta agree with you because what, what does Chris Paul bring? Culture. Yep. He brings culture and that leadership. He's going to be able to teach those younger guys. Again, I'm, I'm a big fan of the guys that go with the intention of teaching the younger kids. Like Vince Carter played for 35 years in the NBA. His last 15 years, he was teaching everyone who was there, you know, with him. And he wanted, that was the role he wanted. Mm. Like he cherished that role. He's like, look, I don't, I'm not going to help you win this game. I'm going to help you win down the road. Cause I'm going to take, I'm going to take Trey Young. I'm going to make him yeah. understand Things he's that out of trouble. Can. Tell them what to look for. Yeah. Yeah, man. Again, players control culture, and, and that's that's so important. So yeah, I, I feel you on the Chris Paul. I do. Sure. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the video of him not even getting into it with Aiden, just yelling at DeAndre Aiden like Chris Paul does. That's just what Chris Paul does. And DeAndre Aiden is just looking like like we got eighty games of this dude. Like, <laughs> but like you said, it's one of those things he'll hate yeah. it now. First round of the playoffs, and it's like they cannot stop DeAndre Ayton. It'll be like, yeah, listen, Chris Paul's in his ear telling him go to work. He's got thirty five points, so it I, that'd probably be my vote for the for the best move. Yeah, what you saw in the video was leadership. That's all it was. Yeah, I, and it's it's I don't know if DeAndre's used to that, and it's not a knock on him, but once like Chris Paul has a Chris Paul type of leadership. Yeah. There's no practice for that. You know what? I, name name three coaches in the NBA who could who could chew a player out and have it matter. You know, not and that's like coaches. It's just a different culture. It's right. a different game. Hundred percent. You get a proven vet who's there to show you something. Three, four years down the road, that's going to show in the in the way DeAndre's playing. Right. If you talk to players now, I mean, talk to the retired players. You know, they they'll tell you about who who grabbed him as a rookie, who mm. took him under their wing, who taught him things, and they to this day they'll tell you that mattered. You know, they gave me things that I couldn't find. I couldn't learn on my own. And the coach wasn't going to, didn't have time or wasn't going to teach me those things. Right. It was all player driven. Right. And that, that's one of the things I I really enjoy asking the guys because they and for the most part, they'll bring it up on their own. Like you said, they they don't forget who took them under their wing. They don't forget 
their rookies when they uh, got a little age in the league, something that BJ Armstrong and I talked about last week. I, he's an agent. And I, I wish this discussion was going on last week. I would have asked BJ like, BJ, man, come on now. You're Derek Rose's agent. He, like he won MVP. Like where, where, what did you have to say? Like what, yeah. what was the negotiation? <laughs> no, shout out BJ. I appreciate him stopping by last week. Yeah. BJ's a good dude, man. Uh, you know, he, he transitioned well. And, uh, and you know, for him to be doing all the great things he's doing now, man, I, I, I love it because I grew up watching BJ. He was, you know, he, he was the, the young guy on the team that was full of vets who were doing great things. And he, he stepped up and held his own. So, uh, you know, he's always got a special place in, in Chicago Bulls fans hearts. Uh, you know, I, I wish I wish we knew more about his agency work. We don't talk enough about it. Right. We don't talk about enough uh, that one of our former players is. You know, super agent who's re- who representing former MVP and is doing great things out there. Um, you know, we wanted him on last week to talk about a lot of things he's doing. But, you know, he's got a great podcast. He's you know, he's just transitioned well. And, you know, for me, it's exciting to be a part of that with him because it, it's like, you know, grow up watching somebody. Now that you're your colleagues and peers and you're working on stuff with them. It's just special, man. It really is. Definitely. Let's see what else we got here. The favorite part. Of uh, the 2020, I'm guessing uh, just the, the entire weekend, like 2020 All Star Weekend, that uh, was up in Chicago and was one degree, if I remember correctly. Very mm-hmm. cold. That was my least favorite part. Um, favorite part? Yeah. What was your favorite part? Well, I think. Oh man, it was it was crazy because for us that was the All Star to end all All Stars, right? It was it was the largest All Star we'd ever had. Um, you know, it was in our hometown, so we we did we did parties. We went from Tuesday to Sunday, and you know, I would say my favorite part of it was was probably the tip off party on Tuesday because no one else, no one else was doing anything that night. We had something going on and we, we, we got it in pretty good. It was, it was so good that there was a, a former retired player came in as we were walking out at like three in the morning and came in and he, he literally walked in, walked past us, said, what's up, went into an empty club and ran our, ran our bill up another $5,000. Oh, okay. So he had a good time. Sound like a good time was had. He he was there with a couple shoe executives and a few people, and they, you know, weekends over, we get a bill from the club saying, "Yeah, you know, here, here's your here's your bill from the first part of the party, and then for the second, for the after, after party. party." Yep. I was like, "Bro, it's, it's Tuesday, ain't no, no damn after party. Who had an after party? This is our whole budget." Uh- <laughs> So we, we got that we got that squared away. No, the whole weekend was great. Um, you know, we we did we did a lot of good work with the uh, the kids in the community. We had a, we had a girls clinic. We had former WNBA players come out and not just you know give them basketball skills, but life skills. There, you know, the path they took. We had some young men come out from a local community um, organization. They did a full court press clinic, so they're teaching basketball as well as. You know the life skills component. It was so well rounded, man. The team, the team killed it that weekend. I, I'll, I'll say that. But we just, we, we, I think we put the city on the map. We showed, you know, not not just you know the NBA, but our city about what we do and how we can do it. Right. We, we've done All Star for the past, I don't know, twenty plus years as as an association. But to be able to do it in our own city and show them, and so for my my people to see, oh, this is what you talk about when you're doing All Star. But like, yeah, this is what we do. This is what it means. Right. It's not just it's not just parties and 
inexpensive tickets. It, you know, it's really a comprehensive program where we get in and we get active with the community and do a whole lot of good work. So, um, you know, I can't pick too many. Um, I can't pick. I can't find any bad parts about it, but uh, it, it's too hard to find one. Well, I will say the story of, of getting the after party bill for a party we weren't part of was uh that was rough. I was gonna say, like, hey man, if you're gonna run it up, okay, but you couldn't cut like at least let me drink some of this uh That's what I'm saying. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You walk right past me. Right. And if there was there was no hey Scott, I'm 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 about to I'm about to get a few bottles and we're about to do a little something for another uh you know couple hours. Right. Just nothing. Yeah, that's I saw later in the weekend, there was not a mention. I you know <laughs> forgot all about it. Yeah. Come on, man. I got. I think my favorite part, as I think about, it, there was a a breakfast. Mark Price got an award, yeah. And I remember during they showed a video, and in the video, it was his brother Brent Price beating him in a horse, and that still upset Mark Price to this day. I think that's one of the things I will take for that. Like they listed all, he was like he was an all star. He's Georgia Tech's all time leading whatever fifty forty ninety Cavs all time leading score, and it cut to him, and he's just like. That son of a gun beat me. Like I'll, ne- I, he knew I couldn't hit that shot. I'll never hit that shot. That that's one I that will stick with me. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we did. Um, we 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 had a party one night at um, a local nightclub, and we were we were doing everything, and we were doing everything right, having all the fun in the world. And uh, we looked up, and one of one of our players was on a cane, and uh, he's dancing. Dancing a little harder, dancing a little harder, and then it, the, the doom sets in. You're like, man, this brother's about to fall. Uh oh. Like he's gonna go down. So it's like six of us got gathered around watching him, like, okay, just, you know, just in case. Good time. We're gonna let him go. And then when he finally goes, all six of us waiting for it. We weren't ready. No, nobody called him. It was terrible, man. <laughs> but we, <laughs> that, that just basically summed up all the fun we had. You know, we, we, we tried to bring the young, fun part to All-Star, and some of our older players just weren't ready for it. And, um, you know, I think when we finally get back to All-Star, I think the next one's going to be Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, Utah, I get them mixed up because we skipped Indianapolis. But when we get to that one, I think everyone's going to be ready for the party this time instead of uh, trying to figure out uh, how how they keep going till 3 in the morning. It snuck up on them last time. They they, they know better now. You were there for it? You saw it? I saw it very well. <laughs> I did not know about the uh, the falling part though. That's funny, but yeah, my man, my man showed up on a cane and he was he was doing everything until he and got up on the floor. So we, we'll 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 be prepared next. Definitely. Next question we have here. Got one. So P is in the house. What up, So P? It says which group is prouder of Antoine Walker, UK or the city of Chicago? Also, which place more likely contributed to the creation of the Walker Wiggle? So I'll start by saying that the, the wiggle had to come from his Chicago swag. I I, I can't I say agree with that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd have to concede that. Right. You know, he he's still he's still back in the city doing good work. So we were proud of him. But, you know, as a, as a UK fan, I'll let you answer for that piece because you all may have your own feelings about the way you all, you know, got some got buckets and championships. Oh, yeah. Tuan, I mean, forever a legend in Kentucky. Like he came out, was legit one. I think he went fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. To the Celtics was one of our guys. Like started scoring twenty a game, started making All Star teams, bounced back, uh, like reinvented himself as the Heat uh, on the Heat. Won a championship, brought out the Walker Wiggle uh, to close out the championship. So I, it, it's it's worked well. Like Chicago put him in UK's hands. I think we took good care of him, passed him on to the league, and I, I think we we both like proud parents. 
Chicago and UK both claim Antoine. I think I saw a stat where there's like 37 former UK players uh, in the in the NBA, like right now. Like, how 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 do y'all continue to just be proud of players when 20 20 per season go into the NBA? Let's, it's really the best part because now I can just turn on a game and I'll just watch who whatever Kentucky players playing. Like it don't matter. It's like okay, who, like who's do I want to watch? You know, Boogie and John Wall. Let me see what Devin Booker's doing. What's AD doing? The New York Knicks is entirely Kentucky players. So it looks like I'll be watching a lot of Knicks games, Charlotte, Sacramento. So I I love it. I look forward to getting at least one cat on every team. So, I mean, but at the, at the same time, so when you watch your, your your actual Kentucky team play, do you know who those players are a, day, a year in, year out? Or do you have to watch your three games to, to learn them? Uh, listen, it takes more than three games. Like <laughs> this year, it's it, it's been a rough start, but it's 11 new players. So yeah. it's. My whole thing, I try to learn like two players a game. Like, okay, him with the Afro, that's Boston. Okay, I can remember that. Right. You just learn them game by game. By the end of the year, you got the names with the numbers. I see like the UNC or Villanova, like they, it's like, man, watching that guy go three or four years. I'm like, I wonder how that feels. That's something else. But yeah, it's, it's a learning process every yeah. year, but it's a fun one, except for this year. Right, yeah, you know, yeah, everybody's got to reload. But you know, yeah. here's the thing: by the time you get to SEC, SEC tournament time, you'll be ranked in the top ten. You'll be good. Yeah, that college basketball regular season matters the least of any sports regular season. Right. Any sports regular, so I I can't get too upset over it. Like we're still playing this way into February. There's some calls for concern, but for sure, it's not even Christmas yet. But uh, <laughs> we. Close out. I did want to ask you brought up Legends Care. There was a graphic you had tweeted either today or yesterday with just uh, like you open it, one of those like open for a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Entire list. So, uh, can you tell maybe a couple things about what uh, Legends Care has been able to accomplish this year? Absolutely. So, we, we've been committed to the community and, and working, uh, you know, through some existing partners and building new partnerships in the community space just to build out what we can do to help people. Like when, and, you know, around March, everybody was down. Everybody's trying to figure out what's next. What do we do here? And so we kind of kicked in the gear and said, look, we're sitting on so much resource. We have so many things here. Let's get out. Let's start donating. Let's get warm clothes to the to the homeless. Let's get, you know, we have athletic gear all the all, all over the place. Let's get things to the kids. Let's let's start, you know, just just the outreach was amazing. Good. But through that, we also have our normal channels. We were doing, you know, our scholarship program, quarter million dollars a year. We kept that program going this year. It was really important this year because people honestly are trying to do their best to, you know, to stay in school, to yeah. to to stay focused. So that quarter million dollars we gave out in scholarships was was it just hit differently this year. And then, you know, next next year we're going up more. It's going to be two hundred sixty thousand dollars. And then we got another another pool of money just for HBCU scholarships we're giving out. But, you know, really, this year has just been about giving back. Uh, you know, we found ourselves in a fortunate position because although our operations changed, we were still able to operate. And we just we just shifted over to doing as much um, community outreach as we could. I mean, we've got, you know, turkey giveaways we do through our chapters each year. We gave out we sent masks to our players, uh, you know, and, and, you know, little things like that matter. And you know, you'd be surprised how many people just couldn't get their hands on good masks. We, we did it as a feel good thing. Hey, we're supporting you. Guys are reaching out saying, man, thank you. I, I Not only do I have a mask that I can wear, but I have a mask that represents me and, and my brand and my logo, who I am. Mm-hmm. So you know, and we continue to do things like that. But every once in a while, you have to remind people that we're a public charity. We're doing good work. 
you know, it's not just basketball. It's not just stats and highlights and, you know, hot takes and, and stories and controversies. Our players are doing real work. Um, you know, we have a hunger program we do for all 12 of our chapter cities, give out um, hunger grants, you know, for food drives or turkey giveaways, all those things. Every year we have 100 um, percent user rate for every chapter. They all use those grants. And they all do great work. Uh, this year was no different. And so, you know, we could consider we consider ourselves, you know, stewards of the community. The players have always been doing this. Without us, the players will still do it. The players will still always be out doing their thing. So if we can organize it and, and, and you know, kind of bring it all together into one Legends Care brand, it's better for everybody because we can do more as a unit. Definitely. Definitely. And one last question I got to ask you. I ask everybody. Mm-hmm. You got to give us something for the playlist, man. You got to give us a couple, uh, mm. a song or two. What's what's going on? What's list, uh, in the office, in the car? Wherever, what 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 are you listening to these days? You know what I, I'm I'm I got Gibbs on uh, on repeat right now. Okay, I, you know I, I'm not gonna pick one song. I let the whole thing ride. Just All of it. Ride. It's good music right now, man. It's just it's just we need good music. We need something positive to hang our hats on, and that that's it right now for me. I, I ride with Freddie Gibbs. Okay, well, yeah, we'll throw some uh, some Gangsta Gibbs on the on the playlist. No problem. He's earned it, right? Absolutely. You gonna tell him he's not on the playlist? I'm not gonna tell him that. No. Uh, no, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll do it for this week's Legends Live. Scott Rochelle, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. Of course. Uh, got new episodes live every Thursday, 5 p.m. on uh NBA Alumni's Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. I'd like to remind viewers you can watch replays of any episode at Legends of Live. Excuse me, legendsofbasketball.com slash legends live. Stay tuned. We will have something uh, coming up for you this holiday week. You will not be without Legends Live for this holiday week. So stay tuned for that. I did want to take this chance to mention we have a great, great thing going on here with Legends Care. The As we all know, the NBA season is tipping off this upcoming Tuesday. So I would like to encourage, ask, plea, pray. That anybody under the sound of my voice right now, if you are able to do so, please give $22 by 12-22. Again, 12-22 is the deadline. If you can give $22, you can go to legendsofbasketball.com slash donate now. The proceeds will be going toward the Legends Care Community Assist programs across the country, doing a lot of the great work that Scott just mentioned. And I have some good information. I won't say who told me. But I've received word that an anonymous donor is going to match the first 500 donations up to $11,000, meaning if you give your $22, it'll be double. You'll really be giving $44 because the donor the donor's anonymous. So we don't know who that is. Also, if that's not enough, donors who minimally uh, give the $22 by 1222, you'll be entered in a drawing one lucky donor will win the Clyde Drexler jersey you can see now on your screen that beautiful red it is a 22 throwback Michelin Ness Clyde Drexler Port and Trailblazers jersey so if you're able to give 22 by 1222 be greatly appreciated hashtag give 22 that'll do it for this week's Legends Live thank you to Scott Rochelle for joining us thank you to Bridget behind the scenes thank you all for watching and we will catch you next week I'm <laughs> sorry.